Good evening, everyone. On behalf of the chapel, I want to welcome you to this uh, wonderful space, a good space to be out of the rain this evening. I'd ask you to do a couple of things. One is to either turn off or silence your cell phones. And the second thing I would ask you to do is no photography and please don't record this evening's program. Uh, there's a couple reasons for that. The most important is by not doing that, you really do honor the sacred space in which you're in. And I also think it helps us to be more mindful of each other in the program this evening. The other reason is we do record this, we are recording this program, so it will be posted on our, on our website in the next week or so. So you'll be able to see it in full there and, and, uh, for the evening. So thank you very much for that uh, attention to that important matter. Tonight we gather for the chapel's annual observance of the annual International Day of Peace. A little background, this international event was created by the United Nations in 1981 as a time to strengthen the ideals of peace among all nations and peoples. The theme for this day, this year, is the right to peace, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights at 70, which I think the theme is a timely reminder that peace is indeed a right, not an option to be checked off the box. Sadly, however, there still exists in the world today too many leaders through that believe, even in our own country, who believe and who work hard to tear apart the international peacemaking fabric, whereby disregarding what I believe is a timeless and universal truth, again, that peace is a right and not an option. Hopefully our program here in this space in Houston, Texas, joined with other programs that have happened or are happening all over the world, will move us to a time when peace will indeed reign supreme and war will be no more. To help us with this act as peacemakers and community builders, we are grateful to have with us this evening members of Silk Road, a global ensemble Better yet, a global movement that, in their words, and I quote, creates music, engages differences, sparking radical cultural collaboration and passion-driven learning to build a more hopeful world. Silk Road was conceived by Yo-Yo Ma in 1998 as a reminder that while rapid globalization resulted in division, it also brought extraordinary possibilities for working together. Seeking to understand this dynamic, he began to learn about the historical Silk Road, recognizing in it a model for productive cultural collaboration, for the exchange of ideas and tradition, alongside commerce and innovation. And in a radical experiment, he brought together musicians from the lands of the Silk Road to create a new artistic idiom, a musical language founded in difference, a metaphor for the benefits of a more connected world. The group of musicians that you will meet and encounter tonight are participating in a residency at the Moody Center for the Arts at Rice University, a three-year residency, thanks to the leadership at the center at Rice, including the center's executive director, Allison Weaver. Given Silk Road's extraordinary mission, and the people all across the globe that make up the Silk Road community. It is indeed fitting that the chapel's participation in the 2018 International Day of Peace features the Silk Road Ensemble. Uh, to learn more about the group 
and the musicians and the staff that are part of this wonderful um, organization take a moment to read their bios in your program at your leisure. One last housekeeping note, but a very important one. A program like this involves a lot of people, including our great staff and our volunteers, and I want to call out specifically Ashley Clemmer, our program director, and Kelly Johnson, our program coordinator. They do extraordinary work to bring on these kind of programs. Can we give them a big round of applause? Thank you very much for all of that. <clears throat> and finally, I want to say that on behalf of the chapel, again, I want to thank you very much for your presence here tonight and invite you to consider making a donation in support of our public programming. You can do that in the foyer on the way out this evening, or if you look at the back of the program, we make that available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Because really, it's, if it wasn't for your support and generosity and the other organizations that make this possible, we wouldn't be able to do what we do and be part of the transformative fabric in this great city called Houston. So please give that a consideration. Now, with no further ado, Silk Road.
Hi, everybody. Um, I hate to break the spell with the sound of my voice, um, um, but I just wanted to uh, say hello on, on, on behalf of the uh, Silk Road Ensemble. We're so very, very happy to be here tonight. Um, uh, you know, I sort of describe our group as a sort of collective of like-minded musicians. I mean, collective sounds a little clinical. In a way, it's more like a messy family, um, as many families are. Um, but I think like-minded in this sense, you know, we each know a tradition um, deeply or, um, or a point of view. Uh, I think we're each really curious about getting outside of that point of view. Um, and then I think we, as David was saying about Silk Road uh, just now, that we're actually, we believe that making music across that difference leads to a more hopeful and peaceful world. And I, I sort of think that in a time um, you know, sometimes we see in the world like a grand sweeping gesture can make profound change in the world. But I would say most often uh, change happens in smaller gatherings, uh, person to person, in a place such as this incredible Rothko Chapel, um, and gathered together and how that then reverberates out into the world and makes difference, uh, I think is a very powerful thing. Um, you know, especially in a time, I think, in the world right now where so much of the news cycle is dominated um, by, by sort of what might be most ugly about a society or a nation. Um, but I think music and the power of music uh, really celebrates what is most precious about a culture. Um, and I would say even so precious that uh, words can't contain that. Uh, somehow, so thus music. So with that, um, thank you for coming here tonight and spending the evening with us. Um, I, I guarantee you this is probably the only time uh, you will ever hear um, taiko drum in the Shinobue uh, from Japan, uh, Celtic harp, uh, tabla from India, a bass, <laughs> and a viola um, playing together, um, probably in this room only tonight. Um, and uh, which, which is a fun thing, why not, huh? Um, and uh, so, and just a very quick word about myself. I come from that very Silk Roady land of Minnesota. <laughs> and uh, perhaps you've heard of it. Um, and uh, uh, yes, and then Sean, I, I believe before I pass it to Sandeep to introduce the next work on the program, um, I know that you come from Hawaii, originally, but you also have a Houston connection. Yes, Hawaii to Houston is the thoroughfare uh, that <laughs> many, many people travel. Yes, exactly. Um, from Hawaii, and I am a graduate of Rice, both undergrad and master's, and really happy to be back in Houston, and I split my time between here and Brooklyn, and although I'm here a lot, this is my first time playing in this beautiful space, so I'm so happy to be here with everyone. And, and so. Sandeep, um, do you want to where are you? There you are. You <laughs> snuck up on me. Uh, tell us about the next piece. Sure. sure. Uh, you know, before I tell you all about the next piece, I wanted to add something to what Nick was saying. That recently at a workshop that we teach, uh, where we coach a lot of bands that, you know, participants who come from all over the world, I was suddenly hit with this notion, listening to the bands, that how just by the change of one note, I was traveling from one country to the other. No visas needed, no passports, not even a flight. 
it's so powerful. It was so empowering, but at the same time, it was very exciting because I felt as a musician, I can also do my bit. So, you know, I heard uh, our friend Kaoru walk in. The first note itself takes me to Japan. And with another change of note, you'll visit India. And again, no one can stop you. Isn't that incredible? So the next, this piece uh, was commissioned by the Freer and Sackler Gallery in DC. Um, they asked a few of us to write pieces based on the installations there. And one of the pieces there was uh, an image, uh, a statue of goddess, goddess Parvati, who's the wife of Shiva, who according to Hindu myth, created the universe. So the, that's a brief description. I, I imagined Shiva starting to dance sing and plead uh, uh, his wife Parvati to join him. Finally, they join in the cosmic dance and create the universe. Hope you like it. Thanks. Cell phones in this case is allowed. <laughs>
you. Well, it is such a pleasure to be here in the Rothko Chapel with my Celtic harp. Um, I'm from Edinburgh, Scotland. My mother's Irish, and, and this is an instrument that I grew up calling the Clarsach and is native to both Scotland and Ireland. It's used in both of the traditional musics um, in each of those countries. Um, I, I come from a, a family of harp players, a, a family affliction, really. But that wasn't a traditional piece. That was a piece that I wrote inspired by a poem by the great uh, American poet, Edna St. Vincent Millay, called The Harp Weaver. And it tells the story of a, a mother and her young son in, in pretty bleak circumstances. And the only thing that they have left in their house is a, is a harp with a woman's head on the column. And um, eventually, to keep her son warm, she starts to play the harp and she weaves from the strings of the harp uh, clothes for her son. And I, I just loved this. I loved the idea of, um, of, of playing the harp and, and it not just creating the sound that you hear or perhaps the, the images that you see, but it, uh, literally weaving the fabric of, of, of my life, certainly. I'm sure all of our lives, um, where I live, the community that I'm surrounded by. And, uh, and one of the, the, the best parts of being a musician is, of course, um, the ability to collaborate and converse with other musicians. So we're going to welcome Sean back up here with the bass to play um, a piece that I wrote a couple of years ago. I did a suite of compositions called The Ostinato Project. I was just exploring um, using my, my two hands as more separate instruments. And they don't have names. It's very boring. They just have numbers. But, uh, but this one is uh, number four. And uh, in my head, it, it's little yellow birds flying uh, across the horizon. Little yellow birds are little um, flickers of, of yellow paint on a, on a blank canvas. So please enjoy.
It's beautiful. Um, uh, I guess it's now um, all me by my lonesome up here um, uh, to play a piece for you, um, a solo viola work that was written uh, by a um, good friend of mine, uh, Carolyn Shaw. Um, and uh, she's a violinist and a singer and a composer. Uh, she has numerous distinctions. Um, uh, one of them was that she was the youngest Pulitzer Prize winner in music um, at age 27, I believe, 27 or 28, for a piece that she wrote called, called Partita for Eight Voices. Um, and she also, another claim to fame is that she has been collaborating uh, a bit with uh, Kanye West uh, these days, who, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know that this music has any of Kanye in it. Um, you let me know uh, afterwards. The, um, the piece is called In Manus Tuas, and uh, it literally, Into Thine Hands. Uh, it's a line taken from a very old Thomas Tallis motet. Um, and I think um, that for Carolyn, this piece uh, was less of a sort of um, takeoff on that particular motet, but just sort of capturing the mood and the feeling of the space that she heard it in, uh, Christ Church in, in uh, New Haven, um, and, and like being, uh, being in that very 
uh, sacred space with incredible music, and it just felt like, well, this would be a nice opportunity to play it. Um, and uh, we were so excited to come here for obvious reasons, but I think we're even more excited when we got here to discover that the acoustics of this uh, chapel are, are really extraordinary. So with that, I hope you en enjoy this in manas to us.
This is on. Hello. <clears throat> My name is Kaoru Watanabe. Uh, it's wonderful to be here. Um, I come from a very far away land called St. Louis, Missouri. Um, my parents are originally from Japan. I grew up playing classical music and jazz music. I went to Manhattan School of Music as a jazz flute saxophone player. Um, but as a, as a young adult, I decided I, I wanted to know more about my roots, um, both musical and personal, cultural. So I moved to Japan. I spent about 10 years there uh, performing and learning, studying uh, Japanese drums, Japanese flutes. The drums are called taiko. The flutes are called shinobue, and various percussion as well. Um, and for the last 10 years, I've been living in, in another faraway, faraway land called Brooklyn. And um, I've been performing with a huge variety of people, jazz musicians and musicians from various quote-unquote world music. Um, I don't really like that, world, that word, that phrase. But, um, and in one of my ensembles, I was playing with a bassoonist and a cellist, and I was playing the Japanese flutes. And I wrote, uh, and the, the trio became an ensemble called Bloodlines. And the reason we started calling it Bloodlines is we would spend all of our rehearsals talking, as musicians tend to do when they get together, and we didn't play that much. Uh, and we started, but the, the conversation quickly somehow went into our histories about where we came from. The cellist was told this harrowing story of her great aunt who escaped Nazi Germany. And, um, and you know, I was telling about my family and where we're from. and, and um, and we realized, you know, through the course of this conversation, that the, 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 our story is kind of the story of America, right? And our story is kind of the story of, I think, of a lot of what you're hearing tonight. Um, and so I thought I'd, I'd try it out with these fine gentlemen um, <laughs> who also have very diverse stories. Um, 
over yeah over dinner just last night Sandeep was making us uh, laugh with uh, just these crazy stories about his teacher you know and such a, a rich heritage of of the student and the disciple and the, and the teachers and how the, the amount of respect that you would pay to study um, so we're gonna give it a try you're gonna hear a lot of different influences in this music uh, whether it's jazz ish things a lot of odd meter almost Indian rhythms, uh, some Japanese stuff, uh, <laughs> a little blues, a little funk, a little something. All right, I hope you enjoy it, Bloodlines.
Oh, the next piece that you're going to hear is also a piece that I wrote. It was the first piece that actually I wrote for the Silk Road. Yo-Yo um, called me, I was traveling, touring Malaysia, and he said, Sandeep, I want you to write a piece for the Silk Road. You don't say no to Yo-Yo, do you? <laughs> so I said yes, but then I said, but, and he says, what? And I said, you know, but you know I can't write Western notations, so which I still can't read or write. So he said, how would you do, what would you do if it were, you were composing for Indian music? I said, we share ideas. So he said, why don't you do that? And that's how this piece was born. And it was a beautiful way for me to enter a different world. And that's what also Silk Road stands for. You know, before that, I used to be a proud Indian musician, very proud of my heritage, my culture, and my music. But after, having started, after starting to play with the ensemble, I lost that Indianness in a very beautiful way because it taught me to be human first. So I value what I learned, but I realized that nothing that I had was only mine. It was shared, and actually I go back and take care of it much more because it is all for everyone that I meet on my travels. So Tarang is literally translated into currents. We first played it, rehearsed it under a tree in the hot summer sun of Washington, D.C. Nick was one of, the f one of those first musicians who tried this piece, and they kept begging can we write it down? <laughs> and I never let them write it down. Only recently I heard that they would still go behind my back <laughs> and write things down, but then I would come back and change something. <laughs> so kind of, we, we, we kept playing this game, and so here's Tarang for you. It's, uh, it was meant for four percussion and a lot more strings, but today you hear two percussion and two strings. Two rhythm cycles, one is a cycle of six, the other is a cycle of 16, some solos and some fun, hope you like it.
All right. Um, we're going to slow the current down a little bit uh, uh, with the next piece. And uh, just thought that it might be uh, kind of great to play John Cage's In a Landscape um, for you now, um, uh, which is a really seminal piece of his from 1948. Um, I, don't, I don't know if, if John Cage ever met Mark Rothko. Um, might, maybe not. Um, but I feel like he set some things in motion, uh, especially with the composer uh, Morton Feldman, uh, who he befriended and, and really influenced uh, so much. And of course, Mark Feldman uh, wrote for the opening of this space, the Rothko Chapel. Um, and I, I feel like his language um, just took so many cues from, from Cage. Um, and, and I feel like I, I remember some quote of uh, Elaine de Kooning, uh, who said of the work of Mark Rothko um, in his imperceptible shifts of pure color, uh, one senses a sort of atmospheric pressure. Um, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, but but I, I feel like the very same thing could be said about the music of John Cage. Um, and this piece in a landscape was written originally for uh, uh, piano or harp. Um, I guess pedal harp, really, you know, and this, I have, I'm sure this is the first time that a Celtic harp has played this piece. And again, I think probably surely the only time that a Celtic harp and a viola have played it together, um, and maybe, maybe just tonight. Um, but uh, with that, I hope you enjoy In the Landscape.
That was beautiful. Thank you, guys. Uh, we have two more songs for you this evening. Uh, but first, I just wanted to thank you all so much for, for spending this evening with us on this special day uh, in this beautiful place. Um, it's, really, it's really a treat for me always to get to play music with my friends, and it's also great to get to do it in front of such a great group of people with the same like-minded goals um, and thinking about peace. And hearing a piece like that really brings it together for me and makes me feel very centered and good in this place. But the two pieces that we have coming up, the first is brought to us by Maeve, and it's a contemporary Scottish tune written in the style of a reel, uh, made possibly more contemporary by the addition of tabla and shinobue <laughs> and bass. Um, and that's called Waves of Rush. And then to close the program, we're going to play another piece by Karu um, entitled Together Alone. Thank you all so much for being here.
few closing words and an invitation. I think I want to close with some four very familiar words to many of us here. I'm going to use my language, and I know there comes in many, 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 many languages. Four simple words. Blessed are the peacemakers. You have blessed us tonight. You have gifted us tonight. And you need to come back out here tonight because you have done something amazing for the soul of these people here, the place. Thank you. Come on out. Wow. In the invitation, I know when Yo-Yo Ma put this together, Nicholas, you said so well that in a way it's our languages that little nuance can be the same thing but heard different ways. It's in those differences that sometimes we're so afraid of, and yet it's in that we really learn, we grow, and we find common language. Thanks for sharing tonight. The invitation is this. We have a reception on the plaza. The rain has hold, held off enough. Part of what we love to do at the chapel is keep the conversation going. Meet new people, share the experience, and as you go out on this day, think about all you can do to bring the peace that you can wherever you may be, because we need it globally, we need it locally. Thanks for being here tonight. Enjoy this evening, and we'll see you out on the plaza. Thank you.